This is the Gore and Mole Podcast with your host, TJ Bowser, Chad Chrisman, and Wes Payne. The man behind the mask, the What's up, guys? To another episode of the Gore and More podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser. And joining me as always is your Dark Lord and Savior, Chad Chrisman. What up, bitches? And Wes, not Craven, Payne. What's up? Otherwise known as the Possessor. The possessor. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how's everyone doing today? Ah, doing great. How about you guys? Uh, good myself. Just uh, getting ready to go into work pretty soon. Other than that. Good weekend. Got a lot of shit done around the house. Had to cut some shelves, scare some kids, as you just saw in the intro, <laughs> with my uh, retro quilt face mask. And uh, other than that, yeah, good weekend. What about you, Chad? Uh, well, started my new job and working my ass off doing, oh, about 50-hour weeks. Well, that's about it. I've been working a lot, and then when I'm not at work, I'm trying to squeeze in as much schoolwork as I can, which isn't always easy. Because I have an 18-month-old that wants nothing but daddy's attention when I get home. So, when Oh, you, yeah. That is tough. That's real tough. Computer degree? You got to be exhausted. Oh, yeah. Uh, when I get that, uh, I'm probably going to find a different job. I mean, I like where I work, but I really want to get something in the field that I'm studying. So I can be a computer tech. And I'm hoping that's just going to be a springboard for even more computer training in the future. Yeah. Sounds good. How about you, TJ? Uh, I had a pretty good week. I uh, did a lot of working. <laughs> I bought tickets for Monster Mania 42. Uh, we released the new logo for the Dubac Discussion Network. That is a sexy logo. I love that. Released new artwork for Hall of Heroes today. Which I need to rip on you again about for picking nothing but Marvel characters. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Anti-Marvel. Oh, they're all Marvel. It's all Marvel. It's all vintage Marvel. It's like 70s. There's like freaking Luke Cage when he was Power Man and Iron Man in his old armor. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really cool, but I, I'm I'm pretty surprised you went with that route. Hey, I, uh, whatever looks the best, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't beat that. That's like old Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, John Romita. Real good stuff. Hey, Wes, could you talk real quick just to get a little sound bite from you? Here? Testing, testing. One, two. Okay. So what movie are we talking about this week, guys? This week is The People, People Under the Stairs. Under the stairs. Okay, so early an early ninety gem, if I may add. Nineteen ninety one, Wes Craven. Before it got ruined, but nineties uh, horror before it got ruined. Yes, pretty uh, much. Yeah. Let's just talk real quickly from our about our sponsor. The show is brought to you by Thirteen X Studios, Custom Hawks, great quality. Uh, find it at www.thirteenxstudios.com. Search on Etsy and on Facebook, 13X Studios, Rick Staczynski's Custom Hockey Masks. So, 1991's The People Under Stairs, directed by Wes Craven, produced by Stuart Besser and Marianne Madalena, Madalena, written by Wes Craven, not to be mistaken with Wes Not Craven. Payne, not <laughs> yes, Craven. I did not help him on that. <laughs> Starring Brandon Adams as Poindexter Full Williams. Everett McGill oh, as Daddy, <laughs> Eldon Robson. Yes, Robson. Wendy Rob Robbie as Mommy, Miss Mrs. Robson. AJ Langer as Alice. Ving Rames as Leroy. Bill Cobbs as Grandpa Booker. Kelly Joe Minter as Ruby. Sean Whalen as Roach. Jeremy Roberts as Spencer. Music by Don Peak. The cinematography by Sandy Cecil. Distributed by Universal Pictures, released on November 1st, 1991, with a runtime of about 102 minutes and a budget of about $6 million. And its box office tripled 
no quadruple no quadrupled oh no it quintupled it made quintupled yeah it, it, uh, I, in my wow. research i found it made its whole budget back within the first few days it came out well that's a financial so, someone got oh, a lot of success, success in their pocket success. then oh for sure <clears throat> uh trailer tab roll that beautiful bean footage in every neighborhood there is one house that adults whisper about and children cross the street to avoid now Wes Craven creator of a nightmare on Elm Street takes you inside something's in here we gotta get out of here Leroy all sorts of rumors about what goes on in that house the police never took it serious She's been feeding that thing in between the walls again. I'm very, very tense about this. There must be another way out. You can't get out. No one ever has. What goes on in this house is a sin. Father's one sick mother, you know that? Actually, your mother's one sick mother. Seriously. But what goes on under the stairs <laughs> is a nightmare. It is time to clean house! Wes Craven's The People Under the Stairs. What a doozy, people. What a doozy. I still love that guy's voice that does those trailers. It's all the same guy, too. He, well, it was. I think he died. I know. I, oh. I think he died a while ago. So, uh, plot rundown. Poindexter Fool Williams is a resident of the Los Angeles ghetto. <clears throat> he and his family are being evicted from their apartment by the landlords, the Robeson. <laughs> Wes, quit ruining our audio. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was holding the computer with my chin for a second. <laughs> I was trying to read what you were reading and I got held. Uh, oh. Continue. <laughs> the Robesons, we are believed to be a married couple, call themselves Mommy and Daddy. They have a daughter named Alice. Leroy, his associate Spencer, and Fool break into the Robesons' household by using Spencer to pose as a municipal worker. The Robesons leave the home shortly, but Spencer doesn't return. Full and Leroy break into the house to look for Spencer, and they find his dead body in a large group of strange, pale children in a locked pen in a dungeon-like basement. Chad! The Robesons return, and Fool flees while Leroy is shot to death by Daddy. Fool runs into another section of the house where he meets Alice. She tells him that the people under the stairs... I should have said that more menacingly. The people under the stairs... <laughs> We're children who broke the see, hear, speak no evil rules of the Robeson household. The children have degenerated into cannibalism to survive, and Alice has avoided this fate by obeying the rules without question. A boy named Roach, whose tongue was removed as punishment for having called out for help to escape, thus breaking the speak no evil rule enforced by Mommy and Daddy, also evades the Robesons by hiding in the walls. Fool is discovered by Daddy and is thrown to the cannibalistic children to die. However, Roach helps Fool escape, but is critically wounded. As he dies, he gives Fool a small bag of gold coins and a written plea to save Alice. Fool reunites with Alice, and the two escape into the passageways between the walls. Daddy releases his Rottweiler dog Prince into the walls to kill them. Fool tricks Daddy into stabbing Prince, and he and Alice reach the attic, where they find an open window above a pond. Alice is too afraid to jump, and Fool is forced to escape without her, but he promises to return for her. Wes? Fool learns that he has enough gold to pay for both his rent and his mother's surgery. He also finds out that mommy and daddy are a brother and sister coming from a long line of disturbed inbred family members. They started out as a family that ran a funeral home, selling cheap coffins for expensive prices, before entering the real estate business, leading them to become greedier and more unhinged. Fool vows to help right the wrong. He reports the Robesons to child welfare, and as the police are investigating the house, Fool sneaks back in and reveals to Alice that she is not their daughter. She was stolen from her birth parents, as were all the other children in the basement. Mommy finds out that Alice knows the truth and believes that Fool has turned against them, so she attempts to kill Alice. However, the cannibal children charge at Mommy, causing her to flee and run into a knife held by Alice. 
the children seize her and throw her into a basement where she lands dead. At daddy's feet, <laughs> daddy finds Fool at the vault where Fool sets up explosives, demolishing the house and causing the money to blow up through the crematorium chimney and into the crowd of people outside. Daddy is killed in the explosion and Alice and Fool reunite in the basement. Meanwhile, the people outside claim the money just distri- dis- distributed by the blast and the, f- and free- Ugh, up and the free children venture into the night. Chad? Your notes. My notes. Uh, how about we just sit and talk about the movie first and we'll get into okay. notes. So what did you guys think of it? I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Go ahead. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was really, uh, really entertaining. I don't. It wasn't as scary as I seem to remember it being, but I, th- I really liked it. it actually, talk- yeah, it had no, it had no scary. Well, that's your audio uh, is shit. There wasn't any scary to it, other than Daddy's uh, sexual deviant masks and stuff. Or <laughs> attire he was running his around full with. His full bondage gear. That was great. His full uh, bondage gear. My <laughs> girlfriend, I was, I was in the middle of watching the sh- uh, movie, and she comes out and looks at it for a second. She goes. Why is he wearing full bondage gear? I, like, I, don't. I had no explanation for it. So I you should have just looked at oh. him and like, Daddy! <laughs> I like the scene later when the cops are at the house and he's walking around hiding all of the bondage gear. Yeah. Like he picks it up off the table and throws it in the closet, in that little hidden closet. He's got that, like, by the way, that house is really cool. I, I love that house. That, that house yeah. is like the star of the movie. It is. All it's the hidden awesome passageways. And yeah, all the passageways. Yeah, it was so cool. And all the traps. Yep. I like when he's like, the, the de- detective comes out of the, he's investigating the house from the stairs and he, he comes out and he's smoking a pipe. <laughs> he lights a pipe up. And then he goes, well, you didn't get that at bargain basement. <laughs> those, uh, you know, the furniture, you didn't get that furniture at bargain, whatever he said. He's like, no, it's been a family for years. And the cop turns his head and the guy pulls up his hat and he's dabbing the blood on his head. Yeah, he's dabbing the blood. <laughs> the movie had a lot of comedy in it. it, it really I found did. the song from the end of the movie, by the way. Oh. Do we want to play it? Awesome. That? You want to play it now? Yeah, yeah. it had a lot of funny parts in it, you know? Check this out. I started, you know, when that came on, I knew started doing the running back. <laughs> <laughs> That's my girlfriend. I'm like, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Is that, I wonder if that's a legit Redhead Kingpin in the FBI. Definitely an interesting song to play at the end of the horror movie. <laughs> I'm going to play it in my car and I might truck That goes right along with that little rap song at the end of Popcorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Overall, I like the movie, though. Definitely a Wes Craven film. Yeah. He seems, you know, what's funny about the film is at this point in his scenes in his career, like, and this is around the time when, you know, he's making the goofy nightmare in Elm Street. It, it seems like he doesn't want to, it seems like his knack for more comedy and horror starts to, you see that more than the actual horror, like in this early stuff. You know well, what yeah, I mean? That, that's, that's why, uh, and it wasn't really our favorite, but Wes Craven's new nightmare, if you remember, uh, when they're, he's trying to talk, uh. Heather Langenkamp into doing the next Nightmare on Elm Street. And she's like, I thought Wes didn't do horror anymore. So, yeah. He <laughs> so, yeah, he was trying to distance himself from horror, but he kept coming back to it. And, oh, yeah, I'm, you oh. can tell he just didn't want to do it. And then he ruined horror years later with Scream. I, I know Scream has a lot of fans, but I fucking hate Scream. I can't believe the amount of fans Scream has. When I go to horror pages and shit, it... Um you know, what are these random text messages from TJ I keep getting? What the fuck? He's taking you pictures of me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know my mic sucks. I'm going to get on it. I'm, <laughs> All right, I get it. It blows. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that movie, he just, it seems like he just doesn't want to. It's like he's stuck in, oh, he's got to do horror. It's like he's forced to do horror, but he really wants to do comedy horror, you know? Yeah, I agree. And again, that came back uh, in, into play in Scream. There was a lot of comedy in that. 
how about when the kid uh, you know what I I just cracked up laughing when the kid the dog's chasing the kid and that kid and by the way that kid is tough as nails he's he got to be t- that kid is tougher than most adults are in horror, horror movies that survive um how about when he actually the dog's chasing him he closes the door door on its head basically and then makes it a point to open the door a little bit so he could punch the dog back <laughs> in the head <laughs> and the dog like no, no, no. The best scene, though, was when Daddy was comes bursting into Alice's room looking for him, and Fool just bursts out of the wall, runs up, punches him in the balls. Oh, yeah. That kid was coming back for more, right? You don't yeah. see that. They people run in horror films. They don't come back. That was the She's best like, come on, let's go. He's like, no, I gotta finish this. Like, why do you ever see that? That kid was badass for being just turned he 13. He was like a small Rambo. <laughs> Wes Craven with the traps in his movies. Yeah. Like, there is a lot in this fucking thing. Yeah. He, ha- he must have a thing for booby Nancy traps. Nancy did that in uh, and Nightmare on Street Part 1. Yeah. yeah. I just think he's yeah. like, we need X amount of budget for traps. Uh, sir, there's nothing in the. He's like, I don't care about, about the movie. What's the budget on traps? <laughs> uh, Wes, we don't have. What's a, the budget on comedy and traps? Wes, there's, they're like, what, uh, Mr. Craven, we, 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 there's no traps in this movie. Did I stutter? I said I want traps. <laughs> I said traps, god damn it. <laughs> oh, that movie had more traps than the Goonies. You know what makes me uh, wonder? I got that idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, perfect fucking cue. Thank you, TJ. That was great. <laughs> That's what I said. Booty traps. <laughs> also, he's going to be at Steel City Con, so. That exact kid. Oh. Oh, that's right. Short he round. is. I saw that. Yeah, is short, he? Short round's going to be still sitting on. Yeah. Uh, uh, Okie dokie, Mr. Jones. <laughs> you got to ask him if he had a gay relationship with Dr. Jones. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. No, 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 no. Ask him if he had a gay relationship with Corey Feldman in the Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> Old fell dog. I don't. Well, he wasn't really that. Was he? He wasn't really gay. That, gay uh, or so in that movie. He was, was raped he? a lot, though. Yeah, he was. He was molested by a lot. Like, he just came out recently saying about it, and he's starting to name names. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. yeah. This is just in the last couple months. That's why he's fucked up and his career ended. And he says he's, he was molested? Oh, yeah. On. Yeah. All he did was Lost Boy sequels. <laughs> and actually, he said out of, out of all... Wait, the, Corey Feldman you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. And the people he's naming, he said Michael Jackson is completely 100% innocent. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah but I heard, I heard they made that documentary about Michael Jackson, and it's really bad. It makes him look really really bad i heard it's really disturbing Probably did you hear about that that uh-uh. documentary they made about him no i haven't hmm. yeah there's some documentary out about Mike jackson i don't know the name of it. It just came out last month or so but pretty much it's pretty bad that's why I, I heard the reviews on it i heard it's uh pretty disturbing about uh Wait. what they say about uh does that have hotter in it <laughs> Kane Hodder is uh, Michael Jackson. Yeah, Kane Hodder is, yeah, I'd have a problem with it. Yeah. Kane Michael Jackson. You're breathing a little heavy for Michael Jackson there, buddy. <laughs> he, he, Kane Hodder actually wants to play, he thinks he can play Michael Jackson in this new movie coming. Oh, God. <laughs> he wants to play every other part, so why not Michael Jackson? <laughs> oh, I think it's hilarious he wants to play fucking Michael Myers. Oh, I'll God, be- no. Please, don't even get me started with this shit. This is a topic that I just it just that's gonna get you cannot riled up. play. You can't be that big and play Michael Myers. I'm sorry. No, Michael Myers isn't a fucking tank. No, no, he's either listen. He's either a regular guy who's like five eleven. Halloween two. Michael he's a nine foot tall basketball player. Pick your choice. <laughs> Wait, what, TJ? Halloween two. Michael benches Haddonfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He can't sneak oh. up on anyone. He's too fucking loud because he's so big. Yeah, and all that huffing and puffing. That <laughs> guy, you know, how supposed to be? But wait, that would actually work for Michael Myers. Cause in the first, uh, I think the first it, two, you heard him like breathing heavy a lot in the mask. You. Oh, that is true. He's always like. Yes. He sounded like he was like the Darth Vader mask. Yeah. Didn't he, in the first one? And he yeah. sounded like he was. He did. He was breathing he real like heavy. Darth Vader in the first one. I was watching a slasher season two and there's a really funny scene where the killer comes out after the girl and she's like hiding behind the wall and he like walks past her and she, and he like or he's some grabs her. He's like, you did something that what the fuck? He's like, you didn't think I could hear you with all that heavy fucking breathing you're doing on the other side of this wall. 
It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, Chad, what do we got? Okay, so for my show notes, uh, just a couple things I noticed. Like, of course, another Kelly Jo Minter movie that we were reviewing somehow. She was in um, Popcorn. Oh. I thought that was her. That yeah. was the girl who punched that guy out, right? Yeah. Well, she was busy in the early 90s. Yeah, she was. She was everywhere. And um, did this come out the same year as Popcorn? Popcorn in the 90s. I, th- I think popcorn was the, was before this. Okay. Continue. But anyway, um, and last week we reviewed the Blob with Shawnee Smith, and those two were in a movie called Summer School together in 1987. Ooh. And Summer School had this really cool practical gore effect scene. I don't know if you have, you, have you either of you guys seen Summer School with yeah, um yeah. you haven't seen oh it's a good movie with uh, shit Mark Harmon it has shit in it. It does. No, but uh, but anyhow, it's 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 typical cheesy 80s comedy. But there's this one really great scene. There's two guys named uh, Chainsaw and Dave that are big gore fans and they're trying to scare off a substitute teacher. So he comes in and there's like all these practical gore effects. It's a really cool scene. But uh, but anyhow, that, but yeah, they were in a movie together, which I thought was really cool. Uh, but <laughs> another thing I noticed, and I don't know why this. It didn't, I don't know if it irritated me or just entertained me, but it's the beginning when they're all sitting around, when mommy and daddy are sitting around the fire. They're burning furniture in oh, the fireplace. Really? Yeah, did you, you didn't notice? No. There's like table legs in there that they're burning instead of logs. <laughs> yeah, it was furniture. And he was, and I, I'm, I'm assuming he's a cannibal. I mean, he's. Yeah, I, I got that too because I didn't realize that the, at first. It was set cleanup from the new nightmare. <laughs> What year did New Nightmare <laughs> come out? New Nightmare came out in like ninety five. Oh. So bad, but yeah, I, and yeah, you're right about the cannibalism thing because uh, later on when he's cutting up Ving Rhames, uh, I kind of stroked out Ving Rhames when he's cutting him up. He's like taking a bite out of him too because he's like chewing it. And he's got blood all over his face. What the fuck? Yeah, that was pretty nasty. That part. I'll, I, and I like the. I, know I was going to say earlier. I wonder if they use that idea of that trap door with the formal. I wonder if Wes Craven got that idea of the dissolving bodies in there. Because that's right around the time when Jeffrey Dahmer killed all those people in those vats and put them in there. I'm be. wondering if he got that idea from that, you know? That could be. Yeah. I wondered that as soon as I saw him. Like, I, I that's I bet you he got that idea from the, the dissolving bodies like that. I mean, he didn't do it in the same way, but just the idea of doing it. You know? Yeah, but there was just so many cool traps in that house. I, I, I that, that to me was like the star of the movie was the traps. Are we going to dive into the Ted Bundy movie when it comes out? I you mean the confession tapes? No, those are already out. The new movie played with by Zach, Zach Efron. Efron. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's really hard. That's just a also. Like a can we do Strangers Pray at Night? That's, uh, that's such a good slasher film. What is it? Strangers. The Brand sequel Night. to the Strangers. Oh, I didn't see that yet. Is that good? It's incredible. I haven't seen the first one either. The first one's great. Do they? Do they? Is it a continuation or is it completely different? New story. New family. But they What's don't really kind of because the last one kind of left you hanging for a second. Yeah, no, they just show up at a trailer park and start and focus on this family. And they do the whole is Tamara home thing again. And they really fucking destroy everyone's life in this. And wow. every time they kill wow. someone, they have an 80s song playing. What? Yeah. What? So you heard like kids in America and they're like sitting there murdering fucking old people. Uh, totally clips of the hearts playing. He's stabbing this this fucking like teenager kid. So what? They're the not. Back they're not just terrorizing one family. They're just completely wiping out a whole trailer park. No, they're just Are you sure just that family. the guy under the oh. bag is oh. Patrick Bateman. And the guy under the bag, uh, I'm actually friends with him on Facebook. The actor uh, Damien, uh, really, really good fucking like final sequence in that film. Just excellent. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good. I, I, when I first saw it, I was like, "Wow, this is actually a really good movie." Um, well, it, I was impressed with it, and it just like I said, it left you hanging, and you wanted more. So it took a while for this other one to come out, didn't it? it was a couple like five years or something, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a good while. Yeah. What else? You have to turn it on, chat. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's on Netflix or Amazon Prime. I don't have Amazon Prime. Oh, is Prime, it The Stranger so. Two is on Netflix? Yeah. Huh. Well, I, I think it is, or it's on Amazon Prime, either or. Huh. Continue. So how about the fact that this this movie actually kind of tackled issues that are still relevant today, like racism and child abuse? And I kind of, I want to get your opinion on this. Do you guys think Daddy was molesting Alice? I don't know. 
because there's the one scene at the, at the near the end of the movie in the attic, in the in the attic, attic yeah too. and he's sitting there he's like, just like touching himself and he's going towards her and then uh, mommy interrupts him i was wondering if that was like the first time that happened was it like a normal regular thing i don't know but I mean, she sure seemed to be uh, acting like like somebody well they, they they were very racist like i told you earlier privately <laughs> they do say some things in the beginning of the movie which you guys must have missed but uh that was a ra- pretty racist couple yeah, and then she almost says the N-word right there at the end, and the whole neighborhood comes out and Yes, yes. Scares the crap of, out of I her. like when the kid I like when the little boy goes, he goes, How do you know he's dead? And he goes, Man, he was white. You saw him white, you should see him now. <laughs> I was like, there was a lot of really cool that, yeah. You thought that boy was white, you should see him now. <laughs> oh, Four had so many great lines. He was. He was a great character. Great I love the line where at the beginning where Ving Rhames asked him how old he was and he said he just turned 13. He's like, man, too young for titty or too old for titty, too young for pussy. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, that movie. Some crazy shit in that movie. There was a lot of good lines. I think that one was my favorite. I, 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 I chuckled every time that, you know, which it must have been mentioned at least 15 times about burning hell. It burning hell. It, it must like 15 times. He must have said that. How about when he? Sh- I love when Daddy screams through the vent, and he's like, "I'll get you!" <laughs> when he kills the dog. Oh yeah, you kill Prince. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, that dog. That dog went through hell. He shocked. The, he Dude, went up and shocked got, the dog at the beginning. That's another hero. That movie. That dog got the shit. He got. <laughs> how about when? How about that part where? We forgot to mention this. How about the part? <laughs> this is ingenious. I wouldn't even have thought of this. The the the, the dog is attacking the, the dude, and fool's sitting there. He doesn't know what to do. He can't get the dog off him because it's too big. So he he remembers he got zapped. He grabs him by the hand out. and drags him over to the front door. Grabs him by the hand, drags him, <laughs> electrocutes him, takes one for the team, electrocutes himself, the man and the dog. Yeah, that was great. That was great. And the dog just laying there, like, laying there, <laughs> twitching. <laughs> I like when they, I like when he lets the dog free through the door. (laughs) (laughs) And not only were they cannibals, the dog was too. They're feeding people to the dog. Everybody ate humans in that. (laughs) Yeah. She throws that white guy's hand to the dog and the dog's just sitting there chewing away. Did you notice that the doll that she, you know, that you know, it said she she makes those dolls to mm-hmm. hold the, uh, souls. the souls. Yeah. Did you, did you notice the first doll was a Frankenstein? Did you look at it? No. no. Yeah. She's holding a Frankenstein doll that she claimed is the first doll she's holding when they, she meets him in the bathroom or wherever that fucking place was. And uh, she's holding a, a Frankenstein doll. Yeah. I don't think Pretty I noticed. Funny. Yeah. Just something I noticed. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the movie, but just thought I'd throw it out there. And I just, I just thought this was funny. Like the whole uh, S and M getup that Daddy wears. There was a comic book in the early '90s from Marvel Comics called Fool Killer, and he wore like the exact same getup. Really? And, yeah. I wonder and if that's I just, any kind of. I don't know. No title. I just thought it was funny because you know Daddy was chasing Fool, and there's a guy named Fool Killer in the comics, and they're wearing the same S and M getup. I was waiting for Axe and Smash to come out somewhere and join him <laughs> uh, at some point in that movie. <laughs> uh, get all Legion <laughs> Doom going. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes the Axe. Here comes the Smasher. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, I got the perfect one here. Uh, oh, no. What'd you queue up this time? Thanks. <laughs> he doesn't talk much, does he? His tongue's cut out. <laughs> well, Mommy caught him trying to call for help one day. And Daddy had to teach him speak no evil, right? <laughs> Father's one sick mother, you know that? <laughs> Actually, your mother's one sick mother, too. <laughs> <laughs> They'd kill you if they heard a word you just said. 
And fuck that bitch. Roach. Roach is my friend. Roach? I'm Poindexter. Everybody calls me fool. Yeah. You sure got the names, huh? <laughs> I think we've all known a roach in our... <laughs> yeah. This Leroy? You did this? Why do you make these? To hold the souls of burglars when they die. Jesus Christ. Or salesmen, workmen, other people who saw too much. This movie is gold. garbage day. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is a gold mine for one liners. <laughs> it is. Oh, you think I, I told you, you think this is good. Wait till the next one. <laughs> All I remember. Wait till, the only thing I remember about the other thing I remember about the Wraith is Charlie Sheen's in it. That's literally all I can remember. Oh, dude, you're in for a real gem of this one. <laughs> I'll tell you. What's next, Chad? So my behind the scenes stuff. OK, it actually opened number one at the box office when it came out. And it stayed in the top 10 the entire first month of release. So the entire month of November, it was in the top 10. Huh. That's uh, that's a pretty good feat for back then. That's impressive. I wonder, do you think it was in the top 10, Joe, just because it was, uh, you know, his name was a tie, tied to it? Probably. Oh, you know, that didn't help. There, that didn't hurt. Yeah, definitely. The, that, right. Wes Craven yeah. was big back then, and November doesn't really have a whole lot going on. There's reasonably not too many movies coming out. And with a horror movie, I mean, it pretty much cleans up. Uh, and Wes Craven wrote it based on a news story that he read. Uh, about a California couple that kept their children locked in the basement for oh, yeah. uh, for many years. So this is partially wow. based on, and he 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 based uh, Nightmare on Elm Street on uh, true stories too, about kids dying in their sleep. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, the actors that played mommy and daddy were chosen by Craven after he saw them playing husband and wife on uh, Twin Peaks. Hmm. So they're. Married couple on that too. I've never seen Twin Peaks. That was never really my thing. It's kind of like, no. I never saw that either. I'd say, it always seemed like it was a little too out there for me. I don't know. I just never really had any desire to watch Twin Peaks. Anyway, so uh, and Hillary Swank auditioned for Roach. The character Roach was actually written to be either male or female. Oh my! Yeah. Oh, I actually thought it was still Hillary Swank. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding around. <laughs> uh, the gold coin that fool po- pulled out of Spencer's hand in the beginning was actually a real gold coin. It contained about one ounce of 22 karat gold in 1991. That thing was worth about $708. Oh my. Wow. So yeah, they, they used actual real gold coins. at least. Why didn't they just use one of those gold chocolate coins from Easter? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that have been a little cheaper? Yeah, would have been. That might have, that might have been from Wes Craven's personal collection. Who knows? Ooh. Although it would have melted in his hands, so yeah. I guess not. That's true, because it's not an M&M. Right. <laughs> the actor playing the actor playing Roach was actually 27 hmm. when he filmed that. And wow. uh, the girl playing Alice, A.J. Langer, was 17 and she was playing a 12 year old character. Nice. And this, unfortunately, this this is kind of depressing. Wes Craven was developing the people under the stairs as a new TV series clear up until his death. So that's kind of sucks that we didn't get a, a carry on or a remake or whatever. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, for sure. So he was in the middle of making TV series. When well, yeah, died. they could yeah. have easily shown what happened to those people after they left that house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or could have showed even like a prequel showing how all the kids got there. Yep. That would have been interesting. But like I said, it earned back its budget in the first few days of release. There is a Criminal Minds episode called Mosley Lane from 2010 that pretty much rips off this entire episode. It says the even down to the woman's hairstyle is the same. Oh, wow. Uh, let's see. Uh, the actress that played mommy said that this was actually the most fun she's ever had on the set. And she always talks about this as being one of her favorite movies she's ever done. Didn't she have like a busted down Julia Roberts look? Yeah, kind of. 
Yeah, you know, and like an evil Julia Roberts, she kind of looked like. No, yeah. that was actually maybe. You know what? Julia Roberts didn't hit a big toe after that, so maybe Julia Roberts ripped off people under the stairs. <laughs> that, that could be it. <laughs> Uh, and uh, my last little note here is the house interiors were also used for a Rob Zombie's Halloween remake. But that's all we need to talk about that movie. Wait, Unless... the house interiors? Yes. Yeah. Like, okay, so it was a set the inside. Yeah, the like house. like the sound set. They used it for they reused it for Halloween. Cool. Huh. So that's about the only good thing I have to say about Rob Zombie's Halloween. Easy. Yeah, that's what oh, the only no, thing. Dude, I probably hated worked. it. Hated it. Terrible. It's terrible. I refuse. I didn't watch the second one. I thought the first one was so terrible. I didn't watch the second. The second one. one's a Rob Zombie movie, not even Halloween. I, I'm with you. The whole first half of the movie was a Rob Zombie movie. Come on, the, the whole trailer park trash thing and everything. Come on. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, listen. As soon as I saw he was eight foot one, I turned it. I wanted to. Turn it. <laughs> yeah. That it, it, that's all it took for me. Tyler Mayne. The plot was great. Okay. So, uh, is that all for Chad? Yeah. Now we can get onto our discussion points. West, if you do want. you have any questions? No question, just, you know, I wanted to discuss oh, absolutely. Uh, Go a, on. a oh, problem or two I had with the movie. Okay. Should I go? Yep. Please do. Um, I wanted to know, what, what do you guys think about the way do you, I didn't like, the only, the only thing I really didn't like about the movie is the way they killed Daddy, and I thought the whole idea with the exploding and fool, like, somehow dodging behind a, a wall... <laughs> was silly with the dynamite yeah i i thought that too i, I, I thought it was cheesy i thought it, it, it just it could have went a better direction than that and then and then to top it off the best part is daddy must have went through four walls when they when the thing exploded yeah. did you see that <laughs> yeah. he literally went through three walls he looked kind of unscathed like not much happened to him when he like he woke up for a second before he fell in nevada acid yeah he looked like he went through four walls and he looked like the same as he did when he was before the dynamite went off. Yeah, he he, he, he should have been ripped going. to shreds by that explosion. Taking right. point blank. It like shouldn't that. even have showed the Vata ass. It should have just exploded them into a million pieces if they wanted to do it. Like, I just thought it was kind of corny. The end, the ending could have been better. I thought it was cheesy. Uh, and they just, you know, money's raining down. Next thing you know, we're all doing the running man and then it goes to black. You know, I don't know. <laughs> running man. Yeah, it was, that part I wouldn't throw. But I, like it, I, like, I like how at the end, you know, fool's just sitting there in the basement talking with uh, Alice. I would have looked at her and said, hey, why don't you give me a hand sneaking these fucking gold bars out of here? Yeah. Why would you? Bu- the whole idea of just what fool's idea was. Uh, I don't even know how he got enough time to even rig that thing with the candle with the with the coins burning down. Exactly. That, how do you even come up with that? I'm 42 years old and I never would have thought I could come up with that. Yeah. yeah. He was an Einstein. Yeah. I thought that too. It, he was like he was like MacGyver. Yeah. Shit. That's what it turned into. He turned <laughs> yeah, into he did a, that, uh, and he rigged up the explosives. What thirteen year old's gonna know how to? Well, that too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He turned into MacGyver at yeah. the end. He first of all, he couldn't open the door. Remember, he rigged the, the wires to open the door. That was silly. He opens the door, <laughs> rigs the thing, then he rigs a bomb, and then he somehow comes up with this ingenious idea about the candles with the with the coins. I'm like, oh, little yeah. little much. Yeah. What was what was it he said when he rigged that the door to open? Like he learned he learned some tools of the trade or tricks of the trade or something like that. It's like you've been a burglar for like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> well, he learned a lot, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh, but I yeah, thought that, that was, was a little far fetched. I, I just the, the way they went with the ending that route was silly. I, the mom, the, the way the mom died, okay, fine. But the the way that they killed the, the daddy guy, I thought was kind of just cheesy and just it just. It, I know it's a horror movie and it's Daddy? supposed to be fake. But it was, <laughs> Daddy! Yeah, it was just, I think they could have done more with the character or make him like still alive at the end to be able to be, make another one or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, but that's the only problem I have with the movie. Go ahead. All right, so let's go to the discussion points. Glazer's character. <laughs> oh, that was Vin Rang. Ving Rames was definitely the Glazer of this movie. Yes, he was definitely. He, he was, was a total douche. The kid, like he was, uh, you know, his buddy in the locker room. Yeah, and then then when they're upstairs and Ving Rhames hides in the closet, he's like, "Oh, oh there's only room for one. Go find your own." <laughs> what a piece of shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> he protects the kid all the way up until this point. Yeah, like, exactly. You're on your own, little motherfucker. <laughs> how about the fact that the dog didn't even go after the kid? It was like just trained to go after adults. I thought that was dumb too. You're yeah. right. I fr- he's standing there. And then, yeah, the dog doesn't, that, that doesn't mean, that, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, he's just you know, standing, the dog's just sitting there looking at him, and then Ving Rangs pops up, and then he's like, Arr! 
That was ridiculous. <laughs> but we did get that cool scene of Fool shocking the dog at the end. Yeah. So so that they kind of have a nice. So but so anyway, favorite kill. Was there really any kills besides Ving Rames? Yeah, there wasn't any. Because Spencer was killed off screen. This is I'm a, trying to think. I don't even know. I can't it, even was, it was Ving Rames, mommy and daddy was the only ones we saw. Getting get killed, so we can't call that. Yeah, we didn't see that. And this movie was rated R too, right? Yeah. I don't even know how it even got that. It would never get that rating with this in it nowadays. It wouldn't even get a PG thirteen. I would have to be R because there was more than one F bomb. So Ooh. you can only oh, get you can only have that. one F bomb in a PG thirteen. By the way, we we're watching some movie on Sci Fi over the weekend over at the in laws. I think it was like London Has Fallen or something. F bomb after F bomb in that movie, and it wasn't even bleeped out. Huh. So Sci Fi is really a uh, they really mean it when they say Chucky's gonna say fuck. Oh my! Hmm. So yeah, favorite kill. I guess I guess we have to go with Ving Rhames because that's the only really one we saw. Yeah, yeah. We know Daddy's death sure no, 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 shit no. was. I got a better one. My favorite kill was the dog. The dog. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the dog. The dog. And I hate to say that, but yeah, the dog's Cause, death cause was probably Ring, the best. Right. I don't either. Like, I, but uh, all he, all he really did was get shot. Yeah, he got down shot. The stairs. Yeah. Right. Who cares? You know. Uh, is calling me. What? So who the fuck is calling me? Stupid eight hundred numbers. Sorry. So yeah, I guess the dog would have to be the best kill, unfortunately. <laughs> but it was it was pretty clever how the kid uh, held him up there. He's he's like slamming against the wall. So daddy thought it was him. Then he just <laughs> stabs with a bayonet. I found that hard to believe too that the kid was able to hold up a hundred and forty pound dog like that with his both bare you know both his hands that size really? you know. So he's I mean, MacGyver I and Superman. I have a 150 yeah. pound dog myself, and I'm telling you right now, there's no way I can't even pick him up. I go to the gym. There's I no way. Like no way. <laughs> okay, so uh, what was the best scene for you guys? Uh, I would have to say when he goes back, and like he comes out of the cupboard, and he just starts wrecking havoc. <laughs> uh, but no, I'd say whenever they all the. Uh, People under the stairs come out at the end. Yeah, so escape. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty neat. That part. Yeah, it's all leading. I to like. That. Yeah, I mean, I liked. Uh, I don't know. It was. Uh, I don't. I don't really have a best scene. I wouldn't say. I like uh, most of the movie. I liked. There was a lot of cool parts in the movie. Um. I don't know. I, I. I thought it was pretty disturbing scene when she put her in that fucking hot water. That was pretty awful. Yeah. That, that was probably the mo- one of the most disturbing scenes. I don't know. I don't really have. I'm going to say I don't have a best scene for this movie. I, I, just, I think the movie in general had a lot of scenes. It's hard to kind of dissect it like that. I already said my favorite scene was <laughs> the fool punching him in the balls. That was just so funny to me. <laughs> he just bumps out. I was like, pow. You know what? Okay, I'll go with the dog when he punched the dog in the head. That was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> when, he, he, when he made it a point to reach, to close the door, open it, and then punch the dog in the head quickly, and then close the door. <laughs> the dog. <Poor> fucking dog. <laughs> okay, so did the opening scene hook you in? Yes. Yeah. All right, we'll go along with that. And this one, we usually go best tits or hottest girl, and there really wasn't too many. Mommy. <laughs> Yeah, we should have got mommy in that bondage gear. (laughs) (laughs) See some 50 year old skin there. Tuck him in your waistband. (laughs) Uh, Why didn't they show her more skimpier outfits? I don't get it. She was kind of she had that like peg body kind of hotness to her. Yeah, she wasn't. She wasn't terrible. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's like one of the she just. I, I I wanted to see more from her, you know. Maybe she wasn't you, baby. an actress who would take her clothes off. Yeah. Oh, hey, and I did yeah. some research on the 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 girl AJ Langer because I was wondering what the hell happened to her. She hasn't appeared in anything in like 2013, like that was the last her her last act that she did. Then I looked it up, but she's married to some lord, like she's married to actual royalty. What lord? Yeah, she's married. She married some lord back uh back in the early 2000s. She said. Uh, like I looked it up and she said, when I met him, he didn't know I was an actress and I didn't know he owned a castle. Jesus you're a big Christ. deal. You know, Hollywood actors, president of the United States ain't shit. When you're called Lord, there's something to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you're, you're advanced past those, 
those me those little things there. Hey, don't talk about Donnie J like that. <laughs> yeah. He's a special type of president. Best president ever. Fucking right. Remember in WWE when they back in the day, Lord Alfred Hayes? I thought he was so cool. <laughs> and he always he would always do those Jolly Rancher. Jolly Rancher. And he was a Lord, remember? I do. I do remember that. Yeah. So, film rating. Oh, wait, we still got more. Oh, uh, okay. the, did the score set the mood? Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty good. What I remember of it. Best song. We had the only song was that rap song there at the end that we already played. All right. So we go with that. Oh, favorite character, guys. The boy. Cool. I, yeah. I, I, I like Roach. Roach was awesome. Ro- Roach was cool. <laughs> not enough of him, though. Yeah, not enough Roach, but he was my favorite. Just running through the walls. He died too early, he don't did. you think? He yeah. did. Yeah, I was I just, kind of like, I was like, guy, you just, you just got in the film. I just, lo- I just loved how he tormented daddy, though, nonstop. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it scary? No. No. Not at no, all. Not at, not all. at all. But it was very entertaining. It was a very good movie. Yep. Yes. Does it hold up today? No. No. It could, do, it could use a remake, honestly. It could use a remake. A little I, bit I more still, of a scarier. But I still think it holds up pretty today, at least with the issues that it tried to... A remake would be fucking terrifying. A remake could be... <laughs> Well, Absolutely you'd have to make awesome. the remake an actual horror movie yeah. with those ideas. Make fucking dark-ass lighting. Really play up the cannibalism aspect of it. Yes. Yeah. That would make and make the terrifying. people under the stairs not look like a bunch of uh, Wayne's World zombies. True. Okay, so was the acting good or bad? Good. Yeah. Yeah, good. I thought it was really good, actually. It yep. was really good. Did you like the cinematography? Oh, yes. It's had yeah. great oh, cinematography. Yeah. Was Craven. Great cinematography. Yep. And like I said, it was all about the house. The house was the main character, I felt. It's similar to Psycho. Yeah. The set, the setting was a character in and of itself. Agreed. Agreed. So did you guys like the premise? Loved it. Yeah. Better ones. Awesome. Yeah. Very well done. Very well done. And they could really flesh it out. If God, I really wish could have that got that TV series that Wes was working on. Right. That would have been so awesome. Uh, someone must have it, right? You'd think someone would have it. Like yeah, but, there's been, to it or but something. he was working on it, clear up until when he died in like 2015. And that was four years ago. You think somebody would have advanced it by now? Yeah. But, you know, maybe, it's, maybe it sucked. Maybe if the uh, Child's Play series takes off, maybe they'll revisit that. Yeah. What's up, TJ? You're kind of staring at me for a second. <laughs> He was undressing me with his eyes here, Wes. Oh, take everything off. That's hot. That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's uh, that's my notes and my uh, my discussion points. Film rating, four point five out of five. I think that's a little too uh, generous. I think you're. That's a little too much. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna three five out of five. Three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is three and a half. So if. Let's let's get a general consensus for Goran Moore. Uh, well, He's doing the addition then. now. <laughs> He's doing the math. <laughs> three point six is what we get. Three point six out of there. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we'll round, we'll round it up to three point seven five. We'll 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 give it okay. we'll give it that much. Okay. But so, yeah, I really like I said, I really enjoyed it. The official. Uh, what are we at? Okay, we got some stuff to talk about. Uh, we announced the Goran Moore live event to be held in May. Uh, the event is catered by local restaurant Zach Shack. Uh, we have the rights to Never Hike Alone to show that film. So we will have it. We're going to try to have it in the Sawmill in Cooksburg. Uh, the Sawmill Theater. It's an old that's, sawmill. Yeah, that, that's a perfect into. setting for oh. it, being out in the middle of nowhere, out in the middle of woods. That is sure. That uh, is Wes and I will be cosplaying as part three and part six. Jason greeting you at the door, getting pictures. There will be a raffle. There will be a Q&A. There will be trivia, live podcasts, live everything, people, live everything. I should say I will also be there, but I will not be cosplaying because I don't have a cosplay. And who's going to believe we five told foot you, six Jason? No, I'm not doing leprechaun. <laughs> But we did decide I could pull off a Loomis, so we'll see. We'll that, get you a Crystal that, Lake ball cap. That will be sicker than any Jason costume we have, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to look into it. I am going to look into it. I'm telling you, that will blow our costumes out of the water. Yeah, because how many times do you see Dr. Loomis 
as a cosplay. That's what I mean. But I'm not getting that mask. That mask is frightening. Yes. Well, wait, though. You at least got to talk. Are you going to at least be able to, uh, to, you know, talk in the accent? I I can. I can manage. (laughs) I shot him six times. I shot him six times. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, that's going to be exciting. We will give uh, more information on the Go More discussion page and on Facebook at Dubac Discussion Network. Uh, yeah, so stay up to date on Go More Live coming to you in May. Uh, I got horror uh, horror convention stuff. Monster Mania 42 coming out uh, March 8th, 9th, and 10th in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. I will be attending that with my girlfriend, Sarah. So you guys can meet up with us there. Uh, we will be at Steel City Comic Con in uh, April. Uh, we guys will see you all there. Uh, that will be Gord Moore plus me and Jared. So we'll have Dubak plus Gord Moore staff there. All DDN. Uh, hopefully we can get two booths. That'd be cool. That'd be Is sick. Jared bringing his lightsaber? I hope so. <laughs> He looks badass with that thing. He does. I like when he walks around with it. He, he'll be full Kylo Ren, full Anakin. He might do the Joker. He, lo- he loves Kylo Ren, huh? Oh, oh he's God, he saturated. is. He is gay for Kylo. <laughs> I can't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. I'm gonna have to get in this do back conversation one of these times. Yes. Get, he Kylo Ren's the cane hotter to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. I li- I do like. I actually like Kylo Ren. I like him up to the point where he takes his mask off, and then I've had enough. I just like busting Jared's chops. It's too yes. much fun. Uh, <laughs> oh, why, is that his favorite character? Yes. Wow, I got to get in this conversation. Oh yeah, he, he is a big Kylo Ren fan. <laughs> I gotta get him. I gotta start trolling him and get. Well, I'll get in there. Don't say anything. We'll get it. I'll get into the uh, do back podcast one day and I'll just start trolling him on, on uh, Kylo Ren. Oh, that'd be great. That would be a good time to try and record our big crossover podcast where we all just sit down and talk a bunch of shit. Yes, that would be fucking perfect. <laughs> oh, man. So, what, what, what about uh, and then next week is for everybody that wants to know what we're doing next week, we're doing the raid. Yes. So, you guys out there that uh, a lot of people, you know, I know a lot of people love that movie, so Get ready for that one. That'll be a good one. That'll be a good one. I, re- I remember liking it, but I don't remember much about it other than it has Charlie Sheen in it. That's. I think it was the second movie, I believe. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's really it early Charlie Sheen. Do you guys want to yeah. do a small pickup episode, uh, a review of the fan film Spirit of Haddonfield? Uh, I'm, it's a 20-minute yeah, fan to. film. Yeah, we could do that. If you guys ever want to do that. Yeah, yeah we'll do that. Uh, it wouldn't be long. Like I said, the film's 20 minutes. Yeah, we could do that. But uh, Womp Stomp, who did, I I think the people who did uh, Never Hike Alone did it. Oh, I'll have to look at that. The guy that plays Jason in Never Hike Alone plays Michael. Sweet. This one. It's called Spirit of Haddonfield. They actually have a 4K version on YouTube. Cool. I actually, and I I just want to say, I'm really, really excited to be watching, uh, to be presenting uh, Never Hike Alone. I'm actually a backer of the movie, which. Oh, okay. So I, I, I didn't back it when it originally came out. You back the I back the home video release, yes. Oh, okay. So I actually have a legit copy of it at home, and I have the soundtrack, the screenplay, and I think a digital background, a wallpaper for my computer. That's dope. That's pretty sweet. So uh, I'm actually proud of that. Yeah. Hmm. We have other great podcasts on the Dubac. Also, visit the DubacDiscussion.net, www.dubacdiscussion.net for all nerdum news, theories, and reviews. And listen to other podcasts on the Dubac Discussion Network, uh, featuring podcasts such as Dubac Discussion, Bantha Babble, Hall of Heroes, and of course the one you're listening to now, Gurren Moore. Uh, we will have a new episode of Dubac Tomorrow featuring Broaxium. And on Wednesday, a new episode of the Hall of Heroes podcast. So, yeah, stay tuned for all of this. Uh, we'll try to get some more horror news on the website depending on how our writers are uh, actually writing, you know, on the time that is scheduled to be written articles on that I send. He has a printed out sitting in front of him. Calendar <laughs> where I write, you know, due dates for articles. And then I expect them to be done so we can actually look like we're being productive. But, you know, that's just, just a pipe dream, apparently. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Poor TJ. He's he's being worked to death here. I do a lot. Okay. Maybe maybe if our intern yeah would do some interning. Yes. Just kidding, Star. <laughs> but here we go. So, uh, yeah, do back discussion on it. Uh, horror conventions, Bloodfest. We're doing Bloodfest, and yeah. Also, if you guys want to join the Gorn More Horror Discussion group chat, search Gorn More Horror Discussion on Facebook. Get in that shit. It is excellent. We post daily. Chad will post daily from now on. Uh, Wes posts things just to argue with people. Uh, yes, I will argue with any. It's the one group where he is safe. <laughs> I'm on the verge of. I will post that up when I when it happens. But uh, sorry, I was getting into with someone today about the zombies and 28 days later. <laughs> they're zombies, if they're not. My, yes, they're zombies. Uh, they're considered zombies. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, that's what I told this guy. They're not a zombie. They're infected. There's a difference. You should have told him and his mom said, was infected. <laughs> yeah, his, yeah, your mom's infected. With a <laughs> well, no, you know, it, it's just like uh, I said, dude, look up on Wikipedia. It's labeled a zombie film. Whether you want to believe that or not, that's on you. That's you know, he got he took it to offense. He got really mad. And, you know, uh, it, things escalated. And I'm surprised I'm not off the site yet. So other than that, you know, uh, yeah, if anyone wants to get in Gore and more and we strike up an argument, just talk about how great Kane Hodder is. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, how 28 Days Later is not a zombie film and then we can get right at it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> b- b- before we move on, is there anything, is there anything else? Nonsense, I'm going to fight you. Is there anything else that gets under your skin as much as the Kane Hodder thing or the 28 Days Later uh, zombies? I, I get uh, uh, mad with people like people. A lot of people like to put up these versus battles. Like they do these <laughs> tournaments, um, you know, you know, they put a bracket out, mm-hmm. and, which is it's kind of cool in a way, because when you're a kid, you're always like, you know, your friends. Oh, he can beat up him. He can beat up him. You know what I mean? Or, or people that usually people that are like uh, comic comic people will do that. Oh, no, Superman can take, you know, you know what I mean? Shit like that. Yeah. So. I get it. It's kind of cool, but I start getting annoyed when they start. Like the other day, someone put up there was a battle between the one bracket was uh, Chucky versus Leprechaun, and okay, most people are going to pick Chucky. No, but if Leprechaun. You think, if you, but if you think in yes, if you think in reality, dude, Leprechaun would fucking wreck his shit. Yeah, Ch- Chucky. I'm like, Chucky's just like I'm a like, little dude, midget. He's, he's he's magic. I told him he has a fucking. Where is my gold? Stick the gold up your ass. I, yeah, Fuck you, you little fucking creep bastard. <laughs> He don't even have to do anything. He'll just lift a finger and actually put a piece of gold right up Chuck's ass pipe. Yeah, exactly. Chucky doesn't stand a chance. I hate things like that. It's just a popularity Uh, contest. That's right. And that's what I said. I said, guys, I said, who I said, it was like, it was a ridiculous amount. And then they had one with, um, what was it? Uh, There was another one on there. There was, uh, there was another guy who thought pyramid head from resident evil two could kill every, everybody possibly could kill Jason in two seconds. And I'm like, first of all, the guy moves, moves slower than, uh, molasses. I said, he, uh, you know, it was just stupid. I, I, people are just, they don't, you know, if you're going to think about, if you're going to make a tournament bracket like that, you can't be biased and you can't have a popularity contest. Now here, here's an interesting one. The blob, Versus the thing. They had that one. Yeah, but and who, the, the blob would the blob would kill it. Easily. But 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 could the blob dissolve the thing before the thing could replicate the blob? <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think about that. See? But, well, you might have me that way. See, that's <laughs> that's a hard I forgot, one. I forgot what the thing's power was. Now you now that you reminded me, I don't know about that now. Uh, that blob, good people, blob, like after watching the blob movie. Like I was never into the blob, but after watching that movie, I was like, "Who the fuck would kill this thing?" Nobody. Like Sub Zero. <laughs> yeah. Like Zero. I'm like, this is the ultimate. Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mister Freeze. You know what though? The like, thing Ar- in the blob. Right, that's it. That's <laughs> it. <That's laughs> Mister Freeze. They call me Mister Freeze. Eyes to see you. It's either him or Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat. Pick your poison. But you notice the thing and the blob both have the same weakness. They don't like the cold. That's well. That's that's true. That is, that's a good matchup, and that was on. I forget who won. That. See, that's a better but matchup never, than Freddy versus Jason, in my opinion. And they just fucked up Freddy versus Jason in the movie anyway, because Jason's not afraid of water. Yeah, I should have been Kane Hodder. <laughs> Here we go. 
Uh, yeah, that, that thing with the Jason and Freddy. I, I must. We're in a movie. When I saw that movie three times in the movie and I movie theaters, and I, I did love the movie. But when I saw that part, I was like, "Wait a second, why is he?" You know, when the water comes around him and shit, yeah. he's like waddling around like he's like he looks like a penguin. And do you remember that part where he's like the water comes down? And he's like, oh, yeah, and he just stops <laughs> and freezes. And it's like no, and he's he's just, yeah, and he's just. He's just waddling around like he like he doesn't know what to do. Maybe it's just the fact that Freddy being there just kind of enhances his fear because Freddy was basically a fear demon. I don't know. Yeah. Let's see what skeletons are in your closet. <laughs> and I don't you care what anybody said. I've heard I've had this argument with so many times, but fuck it. Jason won. I don't care that Freddy's head winked at the end. Jason won. I don't. Yeah. Well, in the end. Yes. But I, I, I'll say this. I will say this. Jason did win in the end. But man, Freddie really fucked him up. He though. did. I mean, I, he with the with, like it, it was pretty funny when he was like uh, with the uh, railings and shit, where he he Freddie was using all these crazy tactics and shit. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, but he, he stabbed Freddie with his own arm. <laughs> Fun fact about that: uh, that was crazy. Uh, yes. Whenever <laughs> Freddie's on top of the scaffolding and he goes, "Hey, asshole!" Originally, <laughs> the line was, "Hey, mama's boy." Yeah, that would have been so that, that much been better. better. That would have been so much better. Another, <laughs> there was another great deleted scene that was on the and on the DVD that wasn't in the movie where they're fighting. <laughs> Freddie kicks Jason in the nuts, <laughs> and Jason just stands there and is like, "Hmm, no balls, huh, Voorhees?" <laughs> is that what he says? He does. <laughs> I didn't see that. It's it's in the deleted scenes. It's great. <laughs> so, hmm, yeah. No balls, huh, Voorhees? Had, you know, a lot of people had problems with that movie, but that movie had a lot of stuff to it too you know the, a lot of people their main problem was that the bed kill oh it folds the guy up like a backwards yes. taco that Freaking was pretty bad meat yeah. tacos meat tacos <laughs> 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 meat tacos well is that what is, is that what that guy uh com- what was that guy talking about our discussion? He was talking about making tacos or something. Did she like it? What? <laughs> he said about uh, something about some girl took uh, took his tacos and instead of putting my tacos, he put me tacos and it just blew up from there. <laughs> he typoed into me tacos and that's just we just ran with it and it's so funny now. It's so blown out of proportion. Oh my god! Yeah, that shit is hilarious. Well, thank you guys for joining us on another episode of the Gordmore Podcast. Uh, this is your host TJ Bowser signing off. Chad Crispin saying, see ya. Wes, the possessor. (laughs) See ya, guys. Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) What kind of ending is this? (laughs) Is this Paula Abdul? <laughs> oh my god, dude.
I wanna see, I wanna see it free.